Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the FinGen Show. I'm your host, Ferris Alamy. And this show is brought to you by International Strategic Management and Entrepreneurship and Small Business Development Consulting Company, establishing entrepreneurship activities in many communities all around the world. Welcome, everyone. Avi, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Faris. I'm uh, excited about this. Yeah, me too. It's, uh, you're doing some interesting and cool things. So maybe you could tell the audience, Avi, first of all, where are you calling from? Because a lot of times people don't even know that we have all these people from all over the world. So it'll be nice to hear where you're calling from. Yeah, sure. I'm calling from uh, Frankfurt in Germany right now. Very cool. And maybe you could tell the audience who, who, who is Avi and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm uh, Ovi and I'm co-founder and CEO of Socialbee. And at Socialbee, we um, have a social media management platform that helps you schedule your social media posts across all of your major networks in such a way that it saves you time and it gives you a better structure. And on top of it, we also have uh, what we call concierge services, which are productized marketing services that sit on top of our platform where uh, an actual human being can help you with content creation for social media or for your blog or to help you grow your LinkedIn and so on. That's so cool. And Alvi, why did you, why, I mean, a lot of times, you know, when I hear these things, I'm always reminded that many times you started these things because of something that happened to you. I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and your, you know, two other co-founders background. Why did you do this? What did you do before? What got you here? Yeah, so uh, actually both me and my, my co-founders, we have IT as a background. Um, myself, uh, before going into entrepreneurship, uh, the second time around, because I tried another time, but uh, I failed back then. Uh, but the second time around before that, I was a country manager for a software company. Um, and actually, we didn't start Socialbee when we first started. We, we started another product, uh, which was uh, Nugget, that uh, was an app that brought quotes from business and personal development books. And we realized that that product was quite hard to monetize. So um, it was a vitamin, not a painkiller. Uh, but in the process of growing that uh, idea and that startup, we came up with some uh, internal tools and strategies to grow our social media presence. And at what point people started asking us about that part and we decided to, to see if we can find actual customers for, for it. We managed to do so with a very rudimentary version. So since then we, we just focused on social B and we haven't looked back. Wow, what a journey. So <laughs> with one item all the way to the other, I think this is a powerful message for entrepreneurs who are listening. Because a lot of times, as you know, we might think that we're so attached to the challenge that we wanted to solve, but the market might be saying, there's something else that I want you to do or I want you to be doing. So I'm glad that you listened to the market and to your customers and what, and what you're doing. That's very cool. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. And you've been doing this now for a while, right? Yeah, so um, it's been almost six years now since we, we started with Socialbee. And then we also worked uh, on Nugget maybe some half a year before that. Um, as a bootstrap startup that we were, um, it's not only that we uh, wanted to listen to our audience and to the market, but we had to. Uh, so uh, it was a clear decision for us. Um, but also why, what I usually uh, try to also advise maybe some other startups that I work with uh, in this area is that First of all, even if, um, if it's a problem that you're trying to solve, you should definitely fall in love with the problem and not with the solution. Uh, because first of all, it might not be the right solution. But second, even it, if it is the right solution right now, things change all the time. So it's, it's more important to really be focused on, on the problem and on really trying to provide value to, to your target audience. 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, it's also people you don't want to be a hammer looking for a nail. <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, the part of the concept, right? Similar idea to what you're saying. You don't want to be, uh, you know, a problem looking for a solution, or you don't want to be a solution looking for a problem. <laughs> so that's very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that, and I'm interested to hear a little bit more about your journey, or both, you know, you and your partners. What made you decide to go with partners versus doing it yourself? Yeah, so actually, when we first started out, um, it was just me and Vlad, my uh, co-founder and CTO. And later on, we had another Vlad that we called Sue, uh, who joined us as a COO. So even though he didn't join from, from the beginning, we, we uh, consider him and treat him as a, as a full co-founder and, and as a partner. And I think it's really important, um, especially if, um, like in, in my case, I didn't have a lot of entrepreneurship experience or no, no successful entrepreneurship experience, uh, let's say so before that. So it's really important to be able to, um, to work with, with a bigger team than just like yourself. Uh, because first of all, you might have um, skills that are complementary, uh, which you might need. In our case, I was the one that was focused more on the marketing and the business side of things. And my co-founder, he was focused on the product, on the technical side of things. Um, it gives you more um, possibility to, to build more or to, to, to get in a further place uh, in, a, in a shorter period of time. And also, um, as with any entrepreneurial journey, it's not uh, only ups, even though we would like that. It's a lot of downs or maybe sometimes mostly downs. Um, and it's important to have a partner that you can share um, uh, the, the hard parts with, uh, that you can uh, basically... Uh, try to even um, uh, um, split the work, split the burden, but also um, to to be there on the on the ups uh, up swings as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And one of the things I thought was interesting about your background specifically, if I remember, your 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 you know Germany is not your hometown, right? You you moved in there and you had to figure things out. And it's, I think it's always interesting for people to hear. How were you able to navigate the system, being an, in a new territory? Let's just say. Uh, yes. So I'm I'm a, I'm actually originally from Romania, and uh, most of the team is also in Romania. Uh, even though since COVID, we nobody's at the office anymore. We we still have an office now, but uh, almost nobody goes there because everybody got used to working from home. Um, but um, yeah, tr throughout my life, I, I lived in 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 a few countries. Um, and somehow this is this has become uh, easy to me. Um, but that was also the benefit of having um, uh, a startup that was uh, remote from day one, uh, because we had to first of all also build our processes and system in place in such a way that we don't have to all be uh, in the same office at the same time, which helped us once uh, COVID hit. But it also helped me personally not have to be there physically with most of the team or with the, with the team. Uh, but rather use all, all of these modern technologies, let's say so, to, to work remotely. Very cool. Well, clearly we can keep you all day for lots of conversations. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back to ask you a few more questions. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll be right back after these short messages. All right, Avi, so what a story, very cool. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you were maybe even remote before COVID hits, right? I mean, that's something that just sounds like you have managed to do well. Yeah, so I think in, in building uh, Social B, um, I was living 
in Romania for a short period of time, but then also in, in France and Singapore and, and now in, uh, in Frankfurt. So I, I was the for, for quite a period of time, I was the only one that was remote and then everybody else was uh, in the office, which for me, it also meant that I, I lost on some of the, the fun there, but uh, that, that's how it was. Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, entrepreneurship, as you know, has ups and downs, and you're sure you face ups and downs yourself. I'd love to hear maybe one of, and I know you don't, we don't have to go through all of them, but maybe one of your down moments where you felt you're losing everything, maybe this idea that you had or this business that you got going, maybe gone, maybe you could share with us one of those moments. Yeah, sure. So, um, one of the main things that we're doing uh, with Social B, as I said, is that we are helping companies share their posts across all of the major networks. And in order to do this, we actually are relying on some APIs. This is like a technical thing, but we need basically the approval of all of these major networks to use their infrastructure to post on behalf of our customers. And um, uh, around the time when uh, the Cambridge Analytica uh, scandal hit, uh, Twitter made a lot of changes to their APIs, and then they removed the access to, to almost all of the third party providers as we were, and we also got that uh, access revoked. So uh, I, I still remember back then, it was like quite stressful and uh, quite a, um, a situation that we, we thought that, okay, this might be the end of our company, because if, if that happens both on Twitter and on Facebook, and Facebook also had some uh, limitations back then, um, it's, it's gonna slowly start to, uh, to kill us. But um, we, we managed to, to pull through, to discuss with our customers, to uh, come up with some workarounds where, when possible. And, uh, and we managed to uh, get uh, even stronger at, at the uh, other end of this, this problem. And looking back, I, I've realized that we had a few of these moments where at first we were thinking, oh shit, this is it. <laughs> uh, we can uh, close the business. But after surviving a few of these moments, I just realized that it's just part of the, the journey. And sure that you can still have uh, moments where things will go as bad and you will have to shut down the business but most of the times and most likely that's that's not the case for most of the companies that that uh, end of business scenario is actually really rare so since since i've realized that even if something which uh, apparently uh, seems big happens i don't stress or not at the same level as i used to before uh, because i know that we, we can uh, try to find a, a solution. And, if, and then if there isn't any solution, then again, there's no point in stressing because there isn't any. Yeah, that's interesting. And you know, I, you know I, I didn't get a chance to dig deep in it just because of the time, but you said something that I thought was intriguing. You didn't want to, but you had to. And I'm assuming it's because this is your livelihood. This is where you make money. This is where you pay your bills from. This is your business, right? This is why you said you had to switch. It wasn't like an option for you, was it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. So, and, and it's fascinating for me because we only usually work with, organ, you know, with entrepreneurs through organizations that really work with individuals that this is, it's not like a choice. It's not like you can just go get a job somewhere. You got to this is it for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me ask you one last question and maybe we could, uh, one, one before last question. That was, thank you by the way, for being honest and open about your journey. I appreciate that. And I think the listeners can find a lot of comfort as well as in, insightful information by you sharing what you shared with us that although things have changed, you were comfortable and acknowledging that it's part of your journey that you will have to face some challenges. 
maybe you could share with us now one of the highest moments where you felt you got it, the world is yours and things are opening up more than ever. Maybe you could share one of those moments. I think, um, especially in the first uh, months or maybe even a, a year or two, uh, or maybe even more, like th there was a lot of work and just a few people that were working on the company. So because we were more or less bootstrapped, uh, we, we had a small team of, of young people that maybe were even at their first job, except for, for uh, us, the founders. So we had uh, to uh, work together and really uh, train them a lot and teach them what we knew. And then um, there was a, a lot of learning both for us as a company, but also as individuals and as, as colleagues. And I think one of the first moments when I was um, actually happy was when I managed to go into a I don't know, two weeks holiday and without being connected at all to the company and uh, coming back and seeing that things are not only uh, surviving, but maybe even uh, keep, keep improving and, and thriving and so on. So that for me was uh, quite a happy moment uh, to know that it's, it's starting to, to turn from just like a job where if you're not in the job, then nothing happens to an actual company where there's a team in place and there are systems and processes in place that help you to, to continuously grow. That's fantastic. Yeah, and that's a, a loan by itself is a whole journey, right? To go from, you know, one man, one woman, one show, whatever you want to call it, one team show to a company show. It's, it takes a lot of uh, efforts and I say you go from no system in place to some system in place as a small business, at least. Fantastic. What exciting times. You know, clearly we can keep you all day. I, I want to be respectful and we're getting closer to our 10 minute mark here. Maybe you could just share with us one if you were to go back to tell yourself six years ago one thing, what would you say? Now, and I know that's really hard because obviously you're a different person today than you were six years ago, but what would you tell someone maybe getting started today or yourself? What would you say something, maybe a word or two for them? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think if, if I'm gonna turn this towards um, uh, the, the, the other option where you said like about somebody who's getting started, um, I think that's just it, to get started. Uh, because uh, as, as we also talked uh, today, we didn't start with, with Social B. Uh, we started with a product that, yeah, sure, we, we managed to find somebody uh, who, who wanted to take it further uh, after we stopped working on it, but it would have been hard for us to turn that into a success. But nevertheless, without starting on that journey, we would have not gotten to this other one. Um, and we're, we're on this journey now for, for almost six years now, so and I'm really happy uh, to, to be on this journey. Um, so. It's, it doesn't matter so much um, what you do um, when you start, but it's really important to start and then to be open to, to see where the market uh, pulls you in which direction, uh, to really listen to your customers and uh, to, to what the market is, is saying, but then also to listen to, to yourself and to know what you want to do. Uh, because uh, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's your life and you have to do something that you like. Um, it shouldn't be like a job that you hate uh, just because it's your company. Thank you so much for making time, Avi. Thank you so much for your insight. Appreciate your time and being with us. Uh, for those who are with us as well, thank you for so much for tuning in. Until the next show, my name is Ferris Alami. I'm the host of FinGen Show. Thanks for being with us.